0: I'm Selena Sage, and Live Free is for our collective liberation. Namaste and welcome. Today I'd like to share a concept, and that concept is your life is your dream. I'd like to explore that concept and then bring in wisdom from Many of my teachers, before closing with a reading from my latest book, Finding Freedom Where You Are. So, this concept, your life is your dream, was something that I read this morning, and I really sat with it. And I asked myself, you know, what would that mean? And I invite you to think of the same what would that mean if your life is your dream? You might feel immediately, ah, oh, that's great. This is exactly the experience that I would dream. My life is wonderful. I'm enjoying this experiencing. But perhaps you're not thinking that. Perhaps you're thinking, wait, if this was really a dream, I would want a list of different experiences. i want these changes to happen for it to feel like a dream. And so maybe sit with that. Write that down. Recognize what you would have to potentially let go of to experience the root of what you want. So maybe it's not so much about anything material. Maybe the underlying value there is freedom. And as I think of this idea that your life is your dream... When we're in the dream state, right before waking up to this waking state, we might have an experience of a dream that we don't want. So what can we do? Can we change that dream or do we wake up? Those to me feel like the options. Is it possible to shift your attention to something else, to make some Some changes to let go of some expectations or ideas? Or is the whole play enough? (laughs) Is it time to just wake up? And this concept of waking up is what awakening is all about. It's awakening to our true infinite nature. It's this recognition that we are already free. And so... To make that leap <laughs> to that idea, I'd like to share a reading from Sri Muji from his book, Writing on Water, which is actually one of the recommended books for further study in my latest book. So Sri Muji says: don't allow concepts to solidify or stagnate by collecting them as knowledge. They are purely momentary pointers to the formless reality experienced inside the heart. As soon as their work is done, they return to the emptiness from which they spring. They are the soap bubble mirrors of God. So this is really a pointing that's all about moving beyond concepts. So we can sit with a concept like your life is a dream, explore it, recognize what that might mean for our current experiencing. But ultimately, to be free, we have to let it go. We have to let even the concepts go. Because they stagnate, we're collecting them as knowledge, and they can be an impediment to recognizing what is already here. And so if we sort of follow the cue from the concepts, they return to the emptiness from which they spring when their work is done we have to recognize our opportunity to do the same. We see that these are just pointers that are pointing us back to this formless reality experienced inside the heart. This is truth. This is love. And so when we release even the greatest concepts, the most exciting concepts, we return to our truest state as this emptiness. And one other really interesting reading I did this morning, shifting to the next book in the pile (laughs) of my teachers, is um, from Rumi, actually, the great Sufi poet. And I had um, spontaneously opened to... This reading from Rumi. um, It's called Become More by Dying. And he says, I died to being mineral and was transformed. I died to vegetable growth and attained to the state of animals. I died from animality and became Adam. Why then should I fear? When have I become less by dying? Next, I shall die to being a human being, so that I might soar and lift up my head among the angels. Yet, I must escape, even from that angelic state. Everything is perishing except his face. Once again, I shall be sacrificed, dying to the angelic. I shall become that which could never be imagined. I shall become non-existent. Non-existence sings its clear melody. Truly unto him we uh, shall we return." And this was the page that I actually opened to, and then turned back to read the full page, or the full verse. So he says, "I shall become that which never could be imagined. I shall become non-existent." Non-existence sings its clear melody. Truly, unto him shall we return. So here, Rumi beautifully paints this picture of evolution, really. And he's saying that every time there was a death, he actually became more. And he asks, when have I become less by dying? So he goes through this transformation of mineral, to vegetable, to animal, to human, and then saying, why should I fear? Because then as dying as a human being, he then will soar among angels, but then to go beyond that angelic state, recognizing everything is perishing except his face. So he's talking of the source, the divine God, the creator. And he's saying that, "I shall become that which could never be imagined. I shall become non-existence Existence. So this idea of non-existent is very much the same as emptiness. Non-existence sings its clear melody. So he, here he's to me, he's saying that in this non-existence, there is only the melody of god there's no barrier to that infinite sound what the hindus might reference as om the original sound the infinite and so in this way we return to that source our source which can be called god the universe the infinite emptiness, the Tao, all of it is the same. And I love this this teaching because it's very much aligned to this idea that as we are rising to these greater states, we have to actually let go of what we were holding on to So if we're to rise to the angelic state, we have to leave behind all these notions and ideas of the person, the body form. All of that must be released to recognize and, and be this higher state, to be free. And this non-existence doesn't mean that we have to die in the physical sense. It just means that we recognize that we are not the body, we're not the mind. Those two are concepts that must be relinquished. And so I will pull in the great Lao Tzu. <laughs> and this is the Wu Jing. And, and Lao Tzu said the same from a Taoist perspective. Ignore time. Relinquish ideas and concepts. Embrace the oneness relinquish ideas and concepts, embrace the oneness. The oneness is the same. It's truth, it's love, it's emptiness. But it's emptiness in the sense of fullness of love. It's empty of these concepts and ideas of separation. And the final... um, Teacher reading I'd like to share is from Srinazargadatta Maharaj. This is another kind of Advaita perspective. And a questioner was asking Srinazargadatta about progress. And I loved his response. He said, Perhaps one wonders, could it be that the surest sign of progress, if one cannot give up the concept, is a total lack of concern about progress? and an utter absence of anxiety about anything like liberation, a sort of hollowness in one's being, a kind of looseness, an unvolitional surrender to whatever might happen. So he's saying, you know, progress itself is a concept, this idea of becoming more progressed spiritually. And so... He's saying, if, if you can't even give up that concept, then maybe the sign is having a lack of concern about progress, <laughs> an utter absence of anxiety about freedom, a sort of hollowness in one's being. So this is, to me, kind of speaking to this, this emptiness, a kind of looseness, a surrender to whatever might happen. In this way... Shri Nsargadatta is expressing freedom to me. He's saying that our opportunity is to free ourselves from not only concepts, but also these these related ideas about what should happen, what progress might look like. If we release that and we surrender to whatever might happen, then we are living spontaneously, moment to moment, free of all of the ideas that we might have about what we're experiencing. These are the perspectives of different sages throughout the ages who represent what may look like different paths, but to me they represent this oneness, this truth. And so what a dream to be able to live that freely and experiencing everything moment to moment, completely surrendered to whatever might happen. To not actually have a list of what we might change, but to appreciate our current experiencing as beautiful and have gratitude. Love all that we're experiencing and be thankful. And as promised, to close out this idea of moving from concepts to no concept, I'm actually going to share a pointing from my uh, latest book, Finding Freedom Where You Are, which is available as an ebook now at I'll Be sure to include the link. In the episode notes, thank you so much for your kind support. So this pointing is, you are already free. You are already free. And the accompanying perspective is as follows. Freedom, happiness, and peace are all words that describe the nature of your true self that only seems to be obscured. Your true self is already and always what you are. But everything that you're holding on to, including the idea of yourself as a body, can make this seem difficult to realize. By even temporarily stripping away all of the changeful aspects of our personal self, our identity, identity, form, thoughts, attachments, etc., we discover that something remains. The formless presence that remains is our nature as consciousness, and it can be described as peace. When we remain as presence, also known as the seer or I am, there is an experience of calmness and tranquility that is the very nature of freedom. Awareness is absolute absence, which is the source of presence. Knowing that your true nature is awareness is ultimate freedom. You are already and always free. Simply drop all concepts, including ideas about your identity and freedom. Peace will reign. So this is sort of taking everything to this like final point to me. It's not actually the final point in the book, but for this exploration of, of concepts. So we see that no matter what, is being experienced in the body and the mind, we recognize that that is not what we actually are. We have this idea of ourselves as the body and as the mind because that is a concept that we've been holding on to our entire lives. But what if we just do an experiment? What if we temporarily just strip away the changeful aspects of our personal self? So if you close your eyes and just like imagine putting down for just a moment your identity, all of the things that make up the story of who you think you are, the form of your body that you're so familiar with from seeing your, your body form and looking in the mirror, just put that down for just a moment. And then all of your thoughts, all of your ideas, all of your knowledge, just put that down too. And then your attachments, all of the things that you hold on to very tightly, this could be loved ones or experiences, we're just going to put it down for a moment. You can pick all of this back up, but you put all of that down and then recognize what is left. Something is still there, something is aware of all of these things that we put down and is aware of what remains. So this presence, the sense of presence that remains is consciousness. Consciousness is the I am. So everything that you've put down for the moment is what you put behind the I am. So you say, I am this or that. And all of those things you just put down for a moment. Your idea of who you are as a person, your body, your thoughts, your attachments. But when you do that, the I am still remains. And then we recognize that something is even aware of that presence. But that which is aware of the presence cannot be identified. It can't be named And so we can describe it, this absolute absence. And it is in the absence, it is in the emptiness that that presence is able to be seen and experienced. It is due to the absence that is awareness that the presence of consciousness can exist. And so when we drop all of the concepts, even ideas about identity and freedom, there is actually... True, true, true liberation. In this way, we can experience life as a dream. We find that we're evolving from this this personal state, this heavy attached state, to this lightness where we recognize everything is just happening on its own. We surrender to that. As Sreena Sargadatta says, there's a total lack of concern about progress, an utter absence of anxiety of anything like liberation. We just do what we need to do in the next moment. The next action just arises on its own. And in this way, we're free from all of the mental suffering about... What could happen or what should happen. We take the next steps based on what is. And so there's a freedom and a spontaneity in our movements and in our actions. As Sri Muji said, as soon as their work is done, they return to the emptiness from which they spring. He's talking about concepts. These concepts that are momentary pointers to the formless reality that's experienced in the heart. So we recognize beyond even concepts returning to the emptiness from which they spring, the same is true for thoughts, for ideas, for expectations, for all of the changeful. It must return to the changeless. The changeless is this absolute abnit. Absence. It's the source of the presence. It's the underlying emptiness. And this is all what waking up means true awakening. Self awareness is our recognition that we are the self. We, as the self, are awareness. true fundamental nature that bypasses all of our changeful ways. So going back to the original concept, your life is your dream, we have this opportunity. We can continue in the land of experiencing. We can shift to the things that we want to experience, release the things that we don't, hold on to the thoughts that We enjoy, release our attention from the ones that we don't. That is definitely an option. We can choose this path of awakening. This is the path that all of these masters are pointing to. It's the recognition that you are already free. You just have to turn inward to recognize that which is changeless amidst this changing phenomenal reality so I hope that you digest these different pointings recognize that you're always becoming more yourself when you let go and yourself not in terms of yourself as a person but as the self you're rising to meet this true formless reality when you release ideas, thoughts, expectations, attachments, and even your identity and form. When you recognize the changeless true nature that you are, you're no longer bound by all of those other concepts And this experience of life then takes on a moment to moment spontaneity. And our opportunity in facing this daunting idea of, of being non-existent as a person is to know that you've never become less, you're only becoming more. And you can confirm this because you're more free. (laughs) And that's the same as this happiness and peace that is felt more strongly when you're releasing these attachments to concepts, ideas, and even your own identity and form. So I hope that you are able to Experiment with this. Confirm for yourself what your experience is when you are adding everything to the I am. I am this and that. And then pairing it all back and just remaining as the I am, as consciousness itself. Before going a step further and recognizing that you're that which is Prior to the I am the absolute absence that must exist for the presence to be known you are already free to me this is a concept worth exploring to recognize your own free nature which is of course what I always wish for you And I thank you so much for being here. Namaste.